0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished venture capital partner who believes entrepreneur is king, Anand Lonia. Anand, welcome to the show. Thanks, Asitosh. Uh, Anand is a general partner uh, of India Caution Venture Capital. So, Anand, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? Uh,
1: okay, this is the first time I'm able to talk about life milestones. I stick to those. Yeah. Uh, Ashutra, it's the first, first real change in life happened uh, when I became a father. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Completely life altering event. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, because uh, I have to mention, you know, uh, the second one was finding a good life partner, mm-hmm. not in that order or anything. <laughs> uh, the, I had to mention this, so okay. you can imagine the composition. <laughs> okay. uh, but the third one was becoming financially independent. Uh, I think uh, I sold, uh, I had done a startup in 99 mm-hmm. and uh, I got a small check about half a million dollars in those days in 2005 mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it wasn't a lot of money, but I said, okay, this is my ticket to not really needing money after mm-hmm. ever. Right? Uh, if I'm smart enough, I'll, at least this will buy me out of the, the corporate rut mm-hmm. right? or, or chasing money. And I, from then on, interestingly, I actually reduced my aspirations okay. and said, okay, I don't really want to go and, you know, own a penthouse in South Bombay and all that. I just don't want any of those. Mm-hmm. Things and I am just going to uh, live the way I want to live uh, without ever needing money uh, after this. That actually was a big life-altering event.
0: Very interesting. So let me let's ask let's talk a little bit about what you've just said in your milestones. Uh Uh, For all our viewers and listeners, tell me what is financially independent.
1: So you know uh, there are two ways to to achieve this, right, Uh, Ashutosh? Either your wants are, are below your means, right? or your means are above your wants. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I think I consciously decided that, you know, I don't need a fancy car. Uh, I don't need a fancy apartment. I don't need to be in the richest list. Right. In fact, uh, I, I dropped the idea of all lists, right? We just don't want to go there. And it was very liberating the the whole uh, ability to think and, and, uh, and the reality is that, uh, uh what I what I experienced for myself is that the day I actually stopped chasing money, mm. uh, I started doing things that I enjoy. Correct. Only things I enjoy, right? Mm. And which, as it happens, right? Uh, if you really enjoy your profession a lot, money ends up following, right? Which which actually creates more headaches than it should be, but but it's a following, right? True. Uh, but but it was very liberating that you know all your decisions are not based on on the on the on a financial basis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know uh, you do need uh, to take care of people around you, right? and, and uh, there are some responsibilities to your towards your near and dear ones, your family, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I mean, even their wants and needs are are about uh, what they expect from you. Right? So uh, I think I think that's how I would define. Uh, and it was quite liberating that you know every decision should not at all be you know uh, linked to numbers and money and all of that right?
0: mm-hmm. you must have been very very young to have taken such a you know a, a, what would you say
1: empowering or a visionary decision uh, it was a little late I was almost <laughs> i would say almost almost 30 then, oh, okay. then. okay and I frankly feel that so I did did uh, do a startup before that I worked in, a, in ICICI for a, for a year or so. Mm. I did a few jobs after selling my startup also, mm. but, uh, but, you know, uh, overall, I feel that uh, my career started when I was 30. Okay. So it was sort of, you know, the first uh, 10 years or maybe eight years of my career, I didn't really uh, do a lot of productive work mm-hmm. is what I, I feel actually. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and uh, I've only been catching up on those last years. <laughs> <Okay. Fair enough. laughs> the best compounding. I wish, wish I had done this earlier. Okay. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. So uh, let's now talk about India quotient. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about this venture and what got you started on this?
1: Afitosh, uh, India quotient stands for, for slightly better understanding of India. Mm-hmm. Hence, we we twisted the word intelligence quotient yeah. to call it India quotient. Mm-hmm. And I became a VC uh, by default, right? I, I told you about uh, the decision to be financially independent. I, I had a deep desire to spend more time with my son, who was just like you know a toddler, uh, less than a toddler at that those days. And I ended up becoming a venture capitalist in two thousand seven, okay. uh, just to make sure that I have more time, right? You know. Uh, uh, that has changed over the years since venture capital is a more very busy game now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, those days it was sort of relaxed, right? I mean, uh, we used to act like uh, bosses and, you know, uh, a very different uh, experience then. Uh, uh, it, it, you, you felt uh, too powerful, you know, particularly being very young uh, and writing checks for people mm-hmm. was uh, too much of a thing. What I also saw was that bulk of the founders would be people who had a foreign education, foreign upbringing or a work experience outside India.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was considered to be mandatory. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been to us and worked in a Silicon Valley company, how, 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 how can you actually be an entrepreneur in India, right? in a startup in India? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the VCs also are like that, right? Uh, you had to be from us to be an uh, investor in India. Otherwise, mm-hmm. how do you, if you ha- haven't uh, seen us, how can you, You know uh, invest in anything meaningful and for me i felt that this is this is the reverse right in Mm -hmm. fact uh, the real india business is actually not like you know everybody in india doesn't wear western wear Mm -hmm. and investors would come and nobody would want to invest in a sari brand Mm -hmm. and everybody would want to invest in a western wear brand the Mm -hmm. assumption was that very soon all of india will wear jeans and tops only all women this is like a Weird assumption hasn't been true even till date, right? Mm. Uh, or 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 the assumption that uh, you know uh, uh, Indians uh, will all be flying, right? And nobody will take buses. Now, of course, you know in India neither do we have trains nor do we have airports in every city, right. and largely India moves in buses, right? right? And we don't have cars also on our own. I mean, mm. it's too too tedious or too expensive to buy a car. Sure. but those businesses just wouldn't get into the heads of uh, you know people who are from abroad. Right, and they would uh, blindly try to ape what worked in US, mm-hmm. and uh, over the years, of of late, it has been blindly tried to ape what has worked in China.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we said, you know, if you really know India, you should be knowing that, you know, uh, who are the entrepreneurs who make it big in India.
0: Right,
1: and and you know, as uh, it very interestingly, uh, India question is not just about Indian markets, it's also about Indian people. Right, if you really look at the successful entrepreneurs in India. None of them could. Uh, they're really successful businessmen, right? None of them could speak perfect English. None of them, uh, you know, had a American accent. Right? They were all very humble, simple-looking people who will very easily get lost in a crowd, right? Sure. But, but these are the people who actually did very well. Right? And and uh, and we felt that we have a maybe a better connection with both the entrepreneurs who build businesses in India and the markets,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hence the name India quotient. Very interesting. So, you know, you
0: have this philosophy which is entrepreneur is the king, not VC. Yeah. And you just just told me that in 2003, when you joined the VC thing, you were the bosses.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Very very important lesson learned in life, right? Uh, You know, graduating from from, uh, being an entrepreneur to a VC, uh, it took me a long time. In fact, that's another phase of my life where, where I sort of, you know, wasn't very productive. Mm-hmm. Where I thought that yeah, business because I had a very, very mediocre business that I run, but I'd run one. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, you know, uh, I knew how to run a business. Right. And I would sort of, you know, select founders who would uh, not not consciously, subconsciously select founders who would need my help.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Which is the worst thing to do. I mean, we are a country of 125 crore people. Right. It is my fiduciary duty actually to select people who are 20 times smarter than I am. Mm. It's my duty actually, forget, forget uh, a good business tactic. Right? Mm. I mean, If I can't invest in somebody smarter than myself, I shouldn't invest. Sure. Uh, and to that extent, you know, uh, the smartest people will also have a selection the other way around. Right? Mm. And while in the VC world, we, we still tend to think, many of us still tend to think that, you know, uh, investors select founders. It's completely the opposite Uh, 90% of my efforts, including the one in this podcast, I must say, (laughs) are to actually woo founders, right? Okay. So we're just hoping to get selected by good founders. Mm -hmm. And, and this is in spite of having the check and in spite of writing the check. Uh, and hence, hence the word founder is the king. Uh, we are in a Very passive business. We are in a services business. Mm-hmm. If I was a bank, I would have a problem in saying customer is God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm a VC, mm-hmm. that can't change. It's still a services business. Mm-hmm. I am still providing a service of giving capital to founders who have a choice. They can. They, they may not like my terms. They may not like my my behavior, my presence on the board, whatever. Right. And and hence I have to treat them like consumers. Right. I mean they they, they buy stuff from me. Instead of me buying stuff for them,
0: fascinating. You know, I've, I've never heard this definition, and I've dealt with several VCs. But I'm uh-huh. so delighted to meet you and to you know make your acquaintance. And I hope to get
1: to know you better. Thanks, this thanks for absolutely
0: amazing. You know,
1: yeah.
0: So you know, let's keep. But but Ashutra, so I didn't start
1: this way. Right? Hmm. Uh, these are lessons of life. Oh, I, and I I must tell you that you know the moment you orient your mind this way, right? Yeah you actually, the relationship becomes a very positive one. I mean, Mm -hmm. the founders I've dealt with Mm -hmm. have become part of my family. In Mm -hmm. fact, I I treat them like family Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'll just give an example. There was a company called Rebel Foods Mm -hmm. and uh, Jaydeep uh, worked with me in my first startup. He's also a junior from IIM Lucknow. And uh, when he wanted to raise money from my fund, my fund, uh, other partners, I couldn't convince them, so our investment committee said no. And I took the permission saying here the same deal. Can I personally invest because this guy is like my younger brother. And uh, I'd say that, you know, uh, there is not just money, of course, you know, he's made more money for me than I've made for myself, Mm -hmm. uh, that one deal, Mm -hmm. but the learning that I've done, right. How much I've learned about people, about how, how companies are made, all of that. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. I mean, uh, and, and what did I do? I just took a simple bet. That's about it. Right, uh, nothing else, and so we're very grateful uh, to to have the opportunity uh, to be able to to serve these these entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that says a lot about you, Anand, because you know even if people do take simple bets as you call them, hmm. um, you know they love to say that I took the bet. You're giving everything to the founder. I must uh, give you well, credit. you
1: know. I believe, uh, Ashutosh, the best founders, right, will always have a choice. Correct. They always have a choice. And they have a choice to not take anybody's money. Mm-hmm. They have a choice to take the money in the best terms, right? Uh, I have seen multiple times, I mean, I, another company of ours uh, called ShareChat, mm-hmm. uh, it's a social media company, a very large one in India. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of our peers, Gave them an offer which was six times bigger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Compared to our check, mm-hmm. and the founder said, "No, we've already agreed with India Question. We've shaken hands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if the money is not wired yet, mm-hmm. we are going to stick to our deal." Okay. Now, now I wonder how often I'll be able to do this. Right? Mm-hmm. I have to take similar calls every day, right? right? But I am where I am because of that one call the founder took, right? Oh, uh, so very grateful. Absolutely. Very interesting. So let's move on. Another little.
0: I want to ask you a couple of questions on startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question is that you, know, you had a startup yourself, you funded so many startups, I'm sure you've mentored many, many more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of the basic mistakes a lot of startup mm-hmm. entrepreneurs make?
1: Good question. So Ashutosh, uh, You know, in America, they say that you know founders should build something that they would use themselves. Mm -hmm. And and that's because the the American country is a massive middle class, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody practically leads a similar life, right? I mean, the bulk of the like the middle, right? I mean, maybe middle probably is 50-60% of America, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, whereas in India, you know, the educated founders, people who come from IITs, IIMs, or whatever, right? These people are still in the top one percent, mm. and uh, whatever they see around themselves, the problem they face around themselves, right? They are actually in no way uh, the representation of uh, of uh, what the real country needs, right? Normal people, they need what they think and all of that. So usually, the first business that any startup founder does, right, mm. is is that they want to prove that this idea is going to be good idea. One needs passion and uh, one needs, needs a challenge. A lot of very smart founders, they like challenging businesses. right? And they sort of artificially create a challenge. I thought of this idea. I'm going to prove it, right? which is, which is sort of uh, driven by a desire to prove yourself, sort of an ego, I'd say, but a good, really good founder right, would enter a market, and surrender himself to the market. Correct. I am in the market. The market is telling me what to build Mm -hmm. and whatever I thought initially, I still entered a good market, you know, because, because, you know, you had an idea because you saw a gap. But once you enter the market, you can't say that I, I I've come to the market to prove my original thesis because I am stuck to it. And I have to make a point and all of that. Right. Uh, the best founders need to surrender to the market right? Right. and they need to read what the market is constantly telling them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, first time founders will typically take, make a mistake saying that, you know, I want to prove the market wrong. Uh, exceptionally, some people do prove the market wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I'd say that, you know, both are also real aberrations. Right? Mm-hmm most of the time founders would do better to submit to the market.
0: Okay.
1: And, and when I say market submit to the consumers, right? I mean, the, the overall market, uh, the buyer landscape, right? People who buy your stuff, okay. uh, th- that uh, realization comes a little too late. Okay. Uh, this is like a very, I mean, I'm just making it philosophical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other point of those very uh, tactical one, I'd say, uh, would be that founders spend too much time and money uh, and energy in playing startup startup, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a lot of effort goes into your, I've become a startup now. So I have to do some PR Mm -hmm. I've become a startup now. So I'm going to have a very fancy office Mm -hmm. and uh, give great food and snacks to all my employees. And uh, this is my chance to hire all the smart people I know. And uh, it's like you collect uh, team members, like you're collecting medals, right? Yeah, I, I this guy joined blah blah blah, right? And and instead of uh, really focusing on uh, building a product and shipping it, mm-hmm. you are, you are all the other useless aspects of uh, a startup life. Too much attention is paid paid to those things. I
0: agree. Uh, I
1: agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. And one of the other challenges I have seen with a lot of startups mm-hmm. is when to scale up. I mean, I've spoken yeah. many, and generally people say ki, our VC, private equity people are pushing us to you know, go pan India. Yeah. Yeah. My question is that what stage, as per you, should a startup start to scale
1: up? No, it's a good point, Ashutosh. And, and uh, uh, many companies have died because they tried to scale up prematurely. Right. The, the, the market just wasn't right for them to scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, signals come right. Uh, the right time to scale is when you are, you are seeing increasing organic demand mm. right? till then you have to devote yourself, your time, money, energy, you know, you can watch the rest of the world growing, but you have to stick to the guns and say, hey, I'm going to perfect my product. Mm. And that needs a little bit of devotion. Mm. It's like a horse, you just don't see sideways. You just say, okay, my product has to be so good. At some point, the, the pull will help me grow, right? not pushing. Mm. So you have to feel the pull right? and and you have to wait for the pull to happen before you really, you know, push on the pedal and say, okay, now this is the right time for me to accelerate mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, money doesn't necessarily follow a uh, mo- lot of money is there, right? So just because you've raised hundred million dollars doesn't mean this is the right time for you to scale. Mm-hmm. You probably still better off sticking to the same plan that I wait to perfect my product. You got lucky. You got capital. Good, good thing. You should take it. You should take money whenever you, you get money. But uh, but that doesn't mean that you spend money whenever you as soon as you get money. Right. You have to wait for the right uh, product market fit, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And that basically product market fit basically means that the market is pulling your product right. instead of you having to push it.
0: Mm-hmm. Very fascinating.
1: So I'm going to now
0: move to the last segment of our conversation, which is mm-hmm. a question for you personally. Sure. So Anand, for someone who at age thirty to become financially independent who I mean you know you're almost living a, a life that you seem to have decided you wanted to chart you know, chart out for yourself mm-hmm. from where you stand today, mm-hmm. as you look back and as you look ahead, what does success
1: mean to anand? you know I think when I started, I just wanted to, when I became financially independent mentally, I said, I want to occupy myself, right? I want to do something that I enjoy. Uh, Over the years, I have realized that I'm able to contribute to the, to the, to the nation, to the country, to society. Mm -hmm. And in my own way, you know, I am helping create companies, which may have been difficult otherwise. I'm sure there are other investors who would have helped these companies, but I still feel that, okay, I have a, I have a contribution. Mm -hmm. And over the years, uh, it has sort of become a, become a personal goal. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, earlier when I started, you know, VC business would be that, you know, it's about, uh, it's about creating companies and selling them right? mm-hmm. you know, and you, you return money. Right? right. So we used to have this thing called exit, mm-hmm. you know, is your company merged with somebody else and hence have you got cashed out or not. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm saying, you know, if I really have to make a contribution to the country, to the society, mm-hmm. uh, I think I should be creating long-lasting institutions, Correct. and and that's that's what I would say will be my success if I'm able to create even a handful of institutions, right, mm-hmm. which will last longer than my own life, mm-hmm. and and will be they may not be as big as a Google or a Microsoft, mm-hmm. but will be in the same league. And, and they, these companies will outlast the life of the founders or life, life of the, the investors, naturally, you know, then that, that i say will be a success, right? Uh, we've been creating for a long time, you know, we are, we are treating these as projects, we're not creating institutions, right? Mm-hmm. If you create a project, you deliver it, you cash out, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have to, as an as investing community, we have to create for really long term, mm-hmm. uh, uh, long standing institutions. That's what I would call success. Very interesting. And a follow up question from Success,
0: Anand, is who or what inspires you?
1: I think uh, multiple people mm-hmm. uh, uh, have inspired me. I, I, when I was young, I, I got inspired by Swami Vivekananda. Mm-hmm. Uh, fabulous readings, particularly for a hormonal young boy. Mm-hmm. You know, his emphasis on being strong mentally and physically both right. was, a, was a good advice. And over the years, I have seen uh, you know, a lot of investors mm-hmm. uh, who have, uh, uh, and naturally, you know, one, one uh, gravitates towards the profession and you look for inspiration from the, your profession. Right? Right. But what I've seen is that you know, a lot of people have been very ambitious right, mm-hmm. and uh, really, really uh, made uh, uh, life-altering uh, investments, life-altering decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon Musk is one really admire his tenacity, I have, uh, you know, against all odds, right? Uh, uh, I've seen uh, people like Nawal Ravikant, who uh, inspire a lot about how what kind of life they lead, how, how much discipline they have. And, uh, and of course, uh, within India, I continuously, I mean, you know, there are investors, uh, including uh, some friends in Sequoia, there is a particularly a gentleman named GB Ravi Shankar, right? i look at him i meet him i think boss how the hell i am going to compete with him i just can't you know these people are so disciplined so simple in spite of all the success that they have
0: right.
1: and and that continues to inspire me in fact uh, uh, i don't restrict the number to one or two because i seek out actually such personalities right. who have uh, i mean they you you see them after 10 years they will probably be 20 times richer but they will be the same person there's, there's absolutely no change right. and, and that's very inspiring
0: that's So my last question to you now, and you know, for someone who's seen so much success, my last question to you is on failure.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, Ashutos, huh? uh, I haven't, I haven't, you know, work in progress. Huh? Uh, my firm India Kushant is just eight years old. Right? No, I'm with you, yeah. but this is about you. I'm asking, <laughs> and
0: and and the reason is that you know what I've often said is that uh, people in India, parents in India, don't teach children it's okay to fail.
1: Huh, huh. Yeah, we are
0: always told, "Come first, go to head of line, etc." Yeah, yeah. Yet we fail. Yeah. So my question to you is that: What have been some of your learnings from some of your
1: mistakes? You no, know, uh, you know, life is full of them. Actually, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you have to. Uh, it, it'll be good to admit them. Right? Uh, what I have I have realized is that you know, uh, the only way to to evolve mm-hmm. as a person is to, to first be open to admitting that you've been wrong Mm -hmm. multiple times, right? I mean, uh, some failures can be really, really disastrous. Mm -hmm. Personally, you know, uh, a lot of uh, personal failures on my part, right? Uh, And and some failures, you have to also be strong to emerge out of them. And while you vow that I'll not repeat this again and all of that, Mm -hmm. some failures can really pull you down, right? Uh, at the same time, our life has to be productive, right? we, we can't wallow in pity of our own failures. Right? And uh, the only way to, to uh, correct a failure is to bounce back and uh, try to aim even higher. Uh, but but you know, I think uh, admitting failure, discussing failure right? uh, with people you, you care for, people who care for you, right? It's important. We, we have to admit it in public also, in private also. Uh, we don't discuss a lot. Right. Right? We, we sort of shy away from failure. And I, I wish uh, in, in our business, you know, the most successful people are people who fail right. and come back and uh, start another company, for example. Right. I wish that we were discussing uh, failures more openly. Mm-hmm. It's changing, Ashutosh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, at least in the entrepreneurship world in India. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's sort of uh, changing rapidly. People are happy to fail and come back. Uh, I feel that socially, parents are now of late, uh, more, more, uh, more uh, open to kids experimenting. Mm-hmm. And, and failure is a part of experimentation. But you can't really discover, uh, discover the mojo of your life without experimentation. Very
0: well said. One has
1: to be open to failures. Very
0: well said. Anand, thank you so much. It's been such Thanks. a pleasure speaking to you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so impressed that you know, the way you think as a VC, uh, you know, I've not interacted with anyone who has such an open mind and uh, thank you very much. It's an amazing journey. Very kind of Sutosh. And good luck. Please. Thank you. Thanks, Ashutosh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast